All right, back at it again. The uh, 2017 College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight Show uh, here at the uh, Holiday Inn in Bedford, Texas. Uh, day two, everything got uh, kicked off yesterday. Obviously, if you guys were uh, watching, you would know that. Had tons of uh, players uh, stopping by on the show, and uh, we will be doing the uh, ex exact same thing here today over the next uh, few hours. Myself, Chris Shanafelt. We got Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible here on location. Of course, uh, got Coach Steve here too. We'll introduce him in just a second. Um, first things first. Obviously, if you want any more information on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase, uh, visit CGSAllStar.com. Uh, of course, Twitter as well at CGSAllStar, and of course, NFL Draft Bible. The relaunch of the uh, new website. Uh, what three days away? Coming at you, baby. Uh, all free content, player interviews. Uh, scouting reports, and much, much more uh, with guys like uh, Joe Everett and uh, Justin Gamble, Rick Saratella, all oh, behind yeah. the scenes. Um, and, and let's just get things started. Of course, the show is brought to you guys by Halo Neuroscience. Check them out. We'll be hearing from them later on today as well. Uh, so we got Halo Neuroscience sponsoring today's uh, College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight Show. And uh, first things first, we got the equipment manager, uh, Steve Smith. Here in Bedford, Texas. Steve, how's it going? Good. How are you doing this morning? Doing great. Doing great. So, uh, how how excited are you to be here in Bedford, Texas? Oh, I'm not excited. Uh, working with uh, a lot of the uh, top uh, uh, college players in the country. Coach Steve just full of sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, I I am not privileged to be here at all this morning. No, it's it's actually it's really it's really great to be back here. This is my second year here at CGS, and um, it, it, I'm to use the term I'm pleased as punch because. Um, for somebody like me, I, I've spent 20 plus years around every level of football, and to be able to, to sit here for these five days here in Bedford and um, and be exposed to uh, football at the highest level. I mean, I've, I've worked in the bowl subdivision as an equipment manager before, but um, to be a part of this, you know, for me last year coming off the field and getting on the plane to go back home to New Orleans, I, I felt like this is as close to the NFL as I'm ever going to get. So coming here, give it, yeah, this is NFL. I mean, and, and so for somebody like me, you know, to come in here and step in here and, and just be a part of the process and help these and, and help these uh, athletes out get to the next level, I'm just, you know, it's really just honored to be here. So. Uh, I guess how how did the opportunity for you to work with the College Grass Showcase? How, how did that all come together? I know you have a, a history with the one of the co-founders, Jose Jefferson. Yeah, anybody who's here has a tie with Jose Jefferson, okay? Um, basically, in 2003, uh, Jose, I was Jose's equipment manager with the Green Bay Blizzard, and back then we were in arena football too. We played the Rush Center right across the street from uh, Lambeau Field. Um, and then we kind of, you know, the season ended, and, you know, just things didn't work out and didn't go back. And then um, when we had this game two years ago in, uh, down the road in Arlington, my buddy Phil Noah, who's the equipment manager at Nebraska Kearney. Hi, Phil. Um, <laughs> um, don't feed Phil. Just don't feed him at all. Don't. Um, listen, hey, Jeff, Phil, we got some things down here. You better come on down. You to, yeah, you got to come back, Phil, because I need help. <laughs> um, <laughs> Phil, Phil, Phil had the opportunity to work the first, the first showcase out of the game. And then um, last year, Coach Jefferson approached me about coming to work and um, I had just finished my first season of coaching high school football back home. And, you know, of course, if Jose calls, I'm going to say yes. So it worked out. Yeah, you know. and, uh, you know, the cool thing about it is 
there's so many people here working behind the scenes like yourself that people at home don't really know about. So, I mean, take us behind the scenes. Like, I, when I got off the plane, I took the shuttle bus in. There was a, a UPS or whatever hell delivery <laughs> truck with the dollars. Nine boxes of equipment, that, yeah. and the guy was he looked like he was like had the face of death on him. Like, why did I work today? And this was like the day after he delivered the divine fuel water, which was like another hundred cases of divine fuel water. And the guy was just like, yeah, I think I'm gonna look for a new job. But I mean, tell me, I mean, how do you track 170 plus players' equipment? Take us behind the scenes. Like, how do you track all this? It comes in. Then they got to ship it out. We got one guy going to the shrine game. He needs it in Florida. Like, take us behind the scenes and tell us a little bit about what you do here. Well, what I do here um, in the beginning of it, uh, I cut in Thursday night and then uh, Friday morning. We took in all the boxes that came in. Uh, the equipment managers across the country, where these guys come from. Um, they're responsible for getting the equipment to us. So then when we get here, then I'm responsible for getting it to them. Um, since we have two groups, so what we did in our room is we separated everything out. And last night when the All-Stars checked in, we distributed the equipment to the All-Stars, and then today we'll distribute the stuff to, uh, to the select guys. Thank you. Um, it, it's, it's, an, it, it's a hard task because in, in, a, in a situation like this where normally um, you have athletes at their, at the back at their schools um, you know, when there's a, a, a bank of, of, of laundry machines, it's kind of different. It's, it's easy, you know, especially for the equipment guys, because you have 120 guys and you have like, you know, four or five washers. You have about six to eight dryers. It makes life easy. Here, because of the hotel, because of what they do here with laundry, we're really limited. So they have two. They literally have two washers and two dryers. <laughs> so to be able to, for us to have to do laundry here, it, it's that's the biggest. That's the biggest part. Um, as far as the on-field stuff is concerned, they, I, I'm just turning screws. You know, I'm trying to fix helmets, and that's what we commonly do. Because that's what I do. Um, you know, we're, I'm fixing helmets, putting air in helmets, making sure the guys, you know, are, are you know, safe, making sure the footballs are there, making sure that the coaches have the uh, the dummies and such that they use. And I'm not just talking about myself, of course, but um, you know, they have all, have all the materials that they need to, to you know, to function in practice. And then on, on the scrimmage day on Wednesday. My job changes a little bit. It get, it feel, it, last year at, at the scrim, on scrimmage day on Wednesday, it felt like a game day because you know walking through here on, a, on Wednesday morning. And I'm sure you guys will broadcast from here. You feel, you'll feel the tension. It'll be like you, it'll, it'll be like you're in the room on game day, and you know that tension carries up. They gotta show up and show out. Yeah, and that's the one thing that we keep telling these guys. It's like here, you know, this this is your first job interview as a professional, so take it as that and fall out. And, and that's like last year's scrimmages were very competitive. And this year's, I think, I've seen the talent that we have here. From, well, these uh, guys are ready. This, man, ready. man, I, it's like, can we just can we just scrimmage for three days? Oh, they're ready. I, I, think, I think these guys are ready to hit right yeah. now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that you're not new to this. You're true that you've been doing this 22, over two decades, right? Yeah. And now yeah. you're going on coaching, I know. Yeah. Back, 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 back home in Nola, baby. Back in a 504, yeah. son. You know, so, that's how we roll, know. son. You know. Anybody, anybody watching or listening out there? Coaching, I need uh, a coaching job. I coach. Hey, I'm going I'm to do, do my pitch. I coach yeah. special teams, and there's not very many of, us, many of us that are willing to coach special teams, but I am willing to coach special teams. How do they get a hold of you? 
Uh, I, it, it's, uh, it's at Captain Fabulous. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got Twitter, I got Facebook, I got Instagram. All right, all right, so my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle are both the same. It's at the Cajun Clubby. Because I used to work in baseball, so in, in baseball, we're not equipment guys, we're clubhouse managers, right? So, and, and I'm just a wee big Cajun. I'm, I'm, I may not be the excited Southern. Yeah, I know. It's because I'm Irish, too, so it just kind of... Yeah, look, Irish and Italians get along. Whoever thought that, hey, all right. Um, we got the horse. We got the horse, <laughs> baby. No, but uh, at the Cajun Club, is both on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, and ironically, too, it's, it's, it's on Snapchat. I, I, don't, I don't snap because I'm, I'm too busy being awesome. All My phone number is 1-800-I-AM-AWESOME. And then you pull up the keypad and you press one. But the problem is you won't get me. You'll get the voicemail because I'm too busy being awesome. And that's what he does no. down here. That's, that's what he does. And, you know, I like to keep everybody loose, keep everybody no, like, no. edge on the edge of the floor. No, I don't. No, I don't. Like that. Yeah, you no. can lighten up the mood a little bit with just how you have them here. Just, uh, <laughs> Love you guys. One of the many, many, many hard-working people behind the scenes here. Uh, I love you, brother. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for everything. Hey, no problem. My pleasure. The fire fuel. Uh, Smith. Remember the name. Okay. Right, we're stopping. Come on in, Mike. All right, it's Mike, sir. Okay. Here we go. The car ran good. I don't know what hey. to do with my hands. Hey, I was the old and with the new. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the other guy last week. Uh, we got Mike in the building, and he's another one of our Todd's Gridiron Showcase staff members. How are we doing today, Mike? I'm awesome. Yeah, how everybody's on. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, uh, getting started in the right kind of situation. The mood is happening. Uh, the players are heating. Other players are checking in. And they're going to get here on the hot seat. They're going to have to beat the rat on the hot seat. So, we're going to get them in the shuffle. But, you know, we want to give people a taste behind the scenes. And, a little example of uh, what the staff does behind it. A lot of work. No, not much sleep going on. No, not at all. But you know what? You're bouncing around. You're, you're up till 1 a.m. You're up at 7, but it, it, with a smile. Oh, that's what. Hey, hey, hey. get that much in there. Hey, I come down. I got a plate of bacon. I'm ready to go. I mean, look at this guy. He does the NFL Draft Bible does such a great job. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Great people. Um, what uh, Craig and Jose have been doing here, it's amazing to be a part of it. It's awesome. So take the people behind the scenes. It was a little, you know, like what's the typical major. I mean, you're like all over the place, over here, over there. You've been involved in how many years? Uh, this is my first year. First year. First year. First year. So what's on the agenda? Uh, you know what? I'm on, on the committee uh, uh, with uh, Craig, Jose, Kyle, Elson, uh, Carla, um, Sherry over there, um, and uh, there's a couple other people. I, I'm sorry, I forgot your names. I'm on the committee. Uh, we've had weekly uh, conference calls for since September. Uh, uh, you know, getting this thing rolling. We've been excited. Um, a coaching assistant here on the field. You know, helping out as many ways I can. Uh, you know, being a young coach and absorbing this knowledge. And our coaching staff here is awesome. So much wealth of information and stuff. Right. I, you know, I'm going to have some of those touchdowns. 
No, I mean, I'm a football nerd, and it's just like, wow, I'm in Disneyland. You know, Mickey Mouse is walking in, and, and it's Coach Dawn, so, you know. <laughs> so, it's been awesome, and then uh, at night, just making sure with uh, helping with the scouts, you know, helping with the personnel, make sure every goes, goes easy, easy, and, you know, we're, we're here to make it to the top with CGS, and I felt that far, so it's awesome. How did the opportunity for you uh, come uh, with the scouts? Uh, you know what? Uh, I work with Kyle at uh, with other events, and uh, he gets introduced to Craig, and through uh, great networking and, and uh, talking with them, they brought him to They brought him on, and it's just awesome to me. I never not have a smile on my face when I'm dead for texting. He's great. So I've got a lot of life, right? Side. You know, that's, that's my job. You know, I'm security here. So. 
got to make sure the people are in the right spots. If they're not, don't want to mess with this guy. Yeah. This is my first year working with you, man. This is my first year. Okay. Um, How did you get linked up? Um, actually, I got linked up through my mom. We were all, uh, Jose, my mother, uh, we're going to uh, start a football team, uh, indoor football team with a certain gentleman that didn't fall through. We still stay connected with Jose. Um, I also know Dean, uh, who is connected with Jose. And through that, that's how I ended up down here. So much knowledge just with the coaches and the players and being able to talk to different people. Um, it, it's been amazing. I, I enjoy it. And Todd's been our showcase. Our staff is like family. And you literally got family. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, got my wife. Yeah. Anna, shout out to them. Yep. They're working too hard. <laughs> so it's, like, it's almost like you never left home. A little bit of home. My kids are still at home, though, so, you know. That that's kind of bad, but you know we were we were hoping to be able to bring them this time, but maybe next time they'll be with us. But um, yeah, we're enjoying Shout it. Out <laughs> Shout out to Basin City. Um, you know, other than that, I'm enjoying this, taking it all in. Like I said, you know, learning some stuff I can take back to um, football team because I do coach football back home. So um, definitely going to use a lot of the stuff that I uh, learned back there. It is. It is. I know. 
hear about some of the other minds that have been with the greats and kind of what they've gone through, you know, and talk X's and O's with them. I'm a West Coast offense guy, for example, but you talk that, and the terminology is different in, in different places. So it's just, it's just fun to be around coaches that have had different experiences, but it all comes back down to winning football games and giving guys the best looks. Well, the other unique element, too, and I believe this is the most diverse all-star platform. I mean, we have more levels of football from more conferences across the country. We've got uh, players from Kenya. We've got a guy from Canada. We've got international prospects. I think another player from yeah, London. Absolutely. And now we've got a third, you know, almost a third of the roster from Power 5 conference schools. Mm-hmm. But then we have another third representation at the level. And so now these guys Yeah. 
unless you had a, a relative or a parent or a member of your family fighting in a battle, you don't know how to navigate a battle. You have the benefit of being able to talk a little bit and steer you through that. So, how was that process for you? Um, yeah, we've been talking about it for a minute, even before the season, about, you know, what's going to happen, you know, after this, after my senior season, and um, just just having him uh, to just talk to and be able to have that experience, to have my father playing the NFL has been a real blessing, and um, just to uh, be able to uh, have the connections that he has in order to help me get to where I'm at today, um, especially with finding an agent and like you were saying, finding an agent, um, find a place to train, and then uh, getting my name out there, especially to these NFL, uh, NFL scouts and everything that we're going to be speaking to this, uh, this week. I think that's uh, actually that's a blessing. You know? And, yeah, obviously your father was a, a big-time, uh, you know, defensive back in the league. Um, and then, obviously, being at Northern Iowa, you've been able to play with quite a few pretty good uh, defensive backs there as well. DeAndre Hall, uh, Mackinson, uh, Dorleon. I mean, they're, they're I mean, last year, uh, both of those guys, they're, they're now in the league. I mean, I guess what kind of advice, if any, have those guys given you? And uh, I guess just talk about the success that you guys have there in the defensive backfield at Northern Iowa. I mean, there's a lot of talent. Uh, obviously on the entire team, but especially that, uh, that defense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, David Johnson was there yeah. my, my first year when I got there. Uh, but, yeah, it's it, it starting to become a pipeline there, you and I. And uh, I, uh, they know how to recruit there. That's one thing that they know how to do. And uh, uh, Coach uh, Lynch, Coach Brandon Lynch, he, he's our defensive back coach over there. He's uh, the one who brought uh, Mackinson Jolion in there. And uh, coached up DeAndre because DeAndre he came from nickel and didn't really know anything about you know DB and then came in there and I mean he's a playmaker so he 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 got everything down yeah yeah so he's he's a baller and uh, both of them are in the NFL now and you know that's a blessing and I think the advice that they uh that they gave over to through the years they didn't really say much to me about like um you know this process but. Learning behind them, uh, you know how to play, uh, how to how to get your name out there by making plays on the field. I feel like that um, that spoke for itself, and that, I kind of fed off that energy that they brought when they were on the field. Yeah, and of course, uh, I got to ask you, since I have been asking this to just about everybody that's playing in the Missouri Valley, but just talk about the, the talent in that conference oh and, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. the SEC of the FCS and uh, what, what it's been like to go up against that talent uh, week in, week out. I mean, you can't take any days off. You can't take anyone for, uh, for granted. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we our, our practice, uh, practice would be really tough. Uh, especially at our school, and um, when we're prepping for those teams, especially in our conference, uh, like North Dakota State, um, you got South Dakota, North, uh, South Dakota State, um, just all those towns. Yeah, just playing in that yeah. championship game yesterday. Yeah, I think that was one of the toughest games we played this year, besides uh, uh, North Dakota State. But um, yeah, uh, I just think that you know that conference, that conference alone, uh, set its part, uh, set. Separated itself from other conferences just because of the competition. Everybody wanted to compete. Everybody was physical, and um, everybody wanted to win. A lot of good players. Any looking back at it, any receiver that went up against throughout your career one on one that really 
put into play, maybe if he was surprised on the field, maybe why had to do a lot of extra film study, who stood yeah. out who was the tough matchup and how did it jump? Um, I would say Lance North from uh from uh, Western Illinois. I think he's gonna be in the NFL PA bowl. Yep. But uh yeah, definitely going against him uh this past year. Uh, that, that was that was really tough man. I like uh I like when players like, you know, uh, wide receivers when they when they like to talk like, you know, like making fun out there. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, so you like to you like to chat a little bit out yeah, there. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nah. So what, what, so it sounds like you and him chatted a little bit out there. What was that? Yeah, yeah, we chatted a little bit. We go back and forth. Uh, I know, uh, I think it was after, I, I think it had a power breakup or something. I, was, I wasn't really talking to him. I was talking to one of my teammates, and he said something back to me. So then we were kind of going back and forth. So that's how it started. But, yeah, that, that actually brings energy to the game, and I like that. I like that. I like that, too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. I know you're. Uh, <laughs> I know you're uh, training in Atlanta with Chip Smith. Yeah. Uh, what's What's that process been like? Getting ready for uh, obviously combine, uh, still a month away. Uh, getting ready for your pro day. Uh, what 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 are What has that been like? Uh, training with Chip Smith, and I guess what are some of the numbers that you're looking to kind of bring down on pro day? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, so. I've been training with Chip since I was little. I go in and out uh, back when I, it all started in high school when I started training over there. But um, yeah, we're good family friends because my dad he trained uh, DBs uh, going to the draft, and then he trained some guys that come back from the NFL, and they they also uh, go and train at Chip's uh, uh, place in uh, in Atlanta, Hammersmith. But um. But yeah, he um, it, it's been a great experience so far. You know, training for the draft and um, uh, Jay from uh, Iowa State there with me and um, Tyson Graham from uh, South Dakota State. I'm not South Dakota State. South Dakota. Tell him that. Don't tell him that. But um, yeah, it, it's been it's been a blessing and um, just to learn from them, like to you know, there's certain steps you got to take in the 40 yard dash and. And um, certain steps and techniques uh, yeah. for the short it's, show. It's not just a, a straight, straight shot. There's a lot to yeah, it. There's always technique yeah. to everything. But um, but yeah, if you got speed, you got speed. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'm looking to drop my uh, 40 down. Um, last time I ran my 40 was uh, actually in high school. Uh, hand clock, I ran 447. But um, you trying to take that 447 down? Yeah, I'm trying to take it down to like a four, like a low 44. So we'll see what happens on pro day. Well, obviously you're. Um, yeah, definitely. I'll be I'll be working with my uh, my pops over there. Uh, he uh he's trying to train the D B so um I think that one thing that I would be working on would be my press coverage, my press coverage. We ran we ran a lot of press over there in Northern Iowa. Um and I think that's what stands out. That's why the NFL team like to come to Northern Iowa to see what kind of talent we have because you know we got a lot of guys that my man covers. Oh, he played at a very high level. Oh, definitely, yeah. 12 years. Uh, 
he played uh, with the Colts for four, the Falcons for seven, and then the Raiders for one. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean the, the name alone, the name alone, yeah. it'll, it'll make you want to, you know, look them up. Yeah, yeah, check. Um, I like tweeting a lot of funny things, like funny videos and stuff like that on Twitter, but I think I'm going to have to calm down with that. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely, definitely. They like the funny videos, too, though. Oh, yeah, it's funny. Nothing explicit, but it's, you know, funny videos. But, um, so if they want to follow you out there, they're going to follow you out there, wherever you're at. Oh, yeah. You have to get uh, Twitter, Reggie Cannon, Jr. Easy, simple. <laughs>
I did not. It was a gentleman um, out of Japan about 40 years ago who came up with it. Uh, he came around um, back in the post Beijing Olympics when I saw Dr. Perry and decided to try to take it to the general public. So one of the first things they did on any of the docs that was back to the our website. We've got videos, a three to four minute video shows exactly how to do So very simple, very easy to do. You don't have to have a professional I know we were talking to one guy, Randy, he said he's secure. You guys, you guys are out here. Any player that wants to get free stuff, you guys, secure. Absolutely. Anybody that wants to try it out, whether they're a player or not, we'll get them all free. Now, how are we getting into the NFL yet? Because I know a lot of NFL scouts and coaches watch our show. Uh, let's tell them about it. We need to get this done. Absolutely. So, uh, a lot of the trainers have it in their hands. The hard thing about uh, the NFL, they wear the uniform, so people think it's not the NFL. You think back to the beach volleyball, they wear next to nothing, and so you'll see the team. So the impression is that uh, the NFL players are not wearing it, but it's because of all the
looking back at your career, I mean, what would you say was the high point of your career? Was there a certain game, a certain play that really sticks out? Yeah, okay, great. And, uh, and uh, obviously, uh, playing at the Division Two level, how, how did you end up where you did at, uh, at North, uh, Northwestern?
Again, one of those guys that, uh, like like you said, I mean, wants to kind of move around, play tight end, play fullback, um, could even serve as a long snapper if needed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, again, Billy, Billy Freeman, San Jose State. Again, you guys are tuned into the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase Spotlight Show presented by Halo Neuroscience. Uh, of course, the live stream coverage of the practices kicks off tomorrow. That will be cgsallstar.com. And, uh, of course, on Twitter, at cgsallstar, uh, at NFL Draft Bible. The new NFL Draft Bible website does kick off, again, uh, in, in three days. Uh, so be sure to check that out, nfldraftbible.com. Uh, again, for scouting reports, interviews, the whole nine yards, uh, nfldraftbible.com is where you want to be. Uh, for more information on the College Gridiron Showcase, visit cgsallstar.com. Uh, and, uh, Rick, I mean, Billy Freeman's an interesting one. Uh, and he said it. He, fullback, tight end. Uh, again, the more you can do, he could even serve as a long snapper if needed. Uh, oh, at San Jose State. Yeah, so uh, he's a guy that he'll, he'll find his way on the field. Good time. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? I'm Tipkin in the building, and uh, you know we uh, we were sitting around the NFL Draft Bible boardroom uh, meeting last night trying to figure out who the top prospects are in this event, and you were one of the guys that came up, so, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to inflate the ego, right, but I just want to let the people out here know that you're definitely one of the main names that people need to know down here, and tell the people what the NFL scouts are going to see when strapped up here, but it's a physicality, point blank period, I'm not a guy that runs around blocks, tips all over, I go straight through, so that's what, that's what So that's what I'm willing to you know, showcase this week, you know, during practice. Now, obviously, you started your collegiate career at Michigan, yeah. finished up at Texas Tech. What was that whole transition like for you? I mean, it was a transition. Uh, it was just a different city, uh, but the game's still the same. Play football. You know, you just adjust on the fly, and that's how you gotta be in the NFL. You gotta be willing to adjust. So that's what I did, and it turned out to be successful. Talk about that uh, Texas Tech offense over there. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh man, it, it gets you in shape. You know, Pat definitely gets you in shape with the tempo that he goes. And uh, it was it was a good experience. You know, it was different, but like I said, you gotta adjust. It was in front of Big Ten style of play. You know, it's real downhill run. You know, smash my football in the Big Ten. And the Big Twelve is more aired out. You know, fast hurry up, fast tempo. So it's kind of like they scoring basketball points. You know, so it, it was something to get used to. It was fun. You know, you guys don't believe it. Agents, training facilities, tough decisions, a very important decision. How's that process? Yes, I made those kind of decisions. It was kind of like the recruiting process all over again, but uh, you pretty much get a good feel about people and uh, have some discernment about you know new people that come into your life. So it was pretty easy adjustment, especially having the experience of college and different coaches and things of that nature. And you mentioned the recruiting process. We like to pass the forward here at the NFL. Really, because 
everything is a learning educational process now. You know, I don't expect to be an expert on the draft recruiting process. And it's hard, you know, we get a lot of high school football players watching our show. What would piece of advice on the back end of the recruiting process when you fast forward to the young high school players, juniors, seniors, and junior players in college football and that whole thing process? Well, I did have the you know, honor of getting recruited out of high school, and it was a, it was fun at first. It was fun at first, and uh, the advice that I would give to the youth today about recruiting and going forward in their careers in football would be to take your time, uh, listen to your parents. They do have your best interests at heart. Also, um, you know, and if a coach isn't willing to wait on your commitment and telling you you have to commit right now, then that isn't the coach for you. Yeah, they play a lot of games. Like yeah, they that. do. They do. So you got to watch out for those. Stuff? I did. I did. I did. And I, had to, and I waited a little bit and uh, got the college of my dreams. And uh, that's, what, that's what I want. I've been wanting to go there since I was a kid. Exactly. How about something we might not know about uh, Andre? Give me, give me a little, give me either on the field, off the field. Give me a little nugget. When a scout comes up to me and asks me about, give me a piece of nugget I can hear. Very energetic guy. I mean, I'm, you know, I can make anybody laugh with just in casual conversation. You know what I mean? So I'm a charmer, and uh, I just like to have fun pretty much. I love music. I'm crazy. Our music artist, Young Zizi, so I keep bumping that all day, every day. So if you take off my headphones and put them on yours, you're going to hear Young Zizi. <laughs> How about on the field? Do you like to chat it up about on the field? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not a talker. I just, I just look at you, and if you got something smart to say, I'm just going to laugh at you. I'm, I'm going to embarrass you, so the best way to do it is just keep quiet. Oh, man. Hey, uh, you face so many talkers. Uh, talkers. Uh, You're a big 10, big 12. Uh, MVP, Alabama. Well, okay, I was going to say, who's the club? I don't think I have to ask, what's it like growing up against those guys? I mean, they just blew those green spots yeah. here, and uh, I think everybody in that team wants to grow up. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a challenge, man, but, you know, especially as a true freshman, you know, you're going to get grown. But uh, yeah, I have to. What's the college school? Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Uh, but uh, I would say, um, toughest opponent I've ever faced, uh, probably. Texas Tech, um, I would say, well, starting with Texas Tech, I would say Kansas State, uh, they were a hard team to prepare for because they're so sound up front. And uh, Coach uh, Snyder, he does a great job coaching those guys up there. Yes, yes. And I would say, uh, of course, uh, back at you know, my old school, uh, Michigan, Alabama was probably my toughest team to play. Yes, sir. Uh, coming into this week, what were what are some of the final uh, impressions you want to leave on these NFL scouts? When they're leaving, when you're leaving, how do you want them to remember you? I deserve to that. One, you know, a way to remember me is, you know, a kid that was physical you know, all week, uh, didn't let up when it's time to you know, get his reps, whether in one-on-ones or inside, and uh, a guy who loves to play the game, you know, loves to play the game, just shows it, you know, on his face and, you know, in his attitude. So that's what I want them to remember about me. And hopefully that will get me in a position to where I can get picked with the team. Now, are you going to be on social media or off social media leading up to the draft? Meaning, well, I mean, well some, guys, well, some guys just say, hey, you know, I'll see you later after the draft. They just get off social media completely. Other guys post pictures and videos so they can keep friends with them. Are you on? Ah, uh, nah, I mean, I don't.
Are you on it? Are you on it? <laughs> I'm, I'm on it, but for the right reasons. I'm not on there to show my workouts or what I'm doing. I'm on there. Just you don't want to hit him with the gun showing up? Yeah, no, I, I may. I may. It depends on how it turns out. But I may. I may hit him one time with it. Just to show him that I'm working. You know, Stop, don't sleep on me. Hit him with the handle so they can follow you. The Instagram handle is pip uh, underscore dmsen9, and then um, Twitter is at peewee straight just like that. Yes, ma'am. All right, well, uh, we got some other media hanging out in the lobby. Those of you guys, Blake over there, we're going to get you guys all the video. I appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thanks for stopping by. Nothing like that. Look out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. If you need some tips, go see Casey Tinkle. Tips up over there. Yeah, again, one of the, uh, one of the top prospects, and now, uh, you know, the, the chair just keeps on being filled. Yeah, we'll get you next, Coach Tom. With we got Coach Wayne Anderson in the building. How you doing? Fresh out the coaches game. Absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're working now. We're yeah. Working. Oh, yeah. Hey, people are watching the live stream and seeing us have a good time, but you guys just came from a serious meeting. Yesterday, you guys were in a tense meeting. Yes, you had the pro free agent camp. You had guys getting after it. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. You, you, first of all, before we get into what, you're, what you do here, I would just love to give our listening audience a little background about yourself because your resume is incredible. And I just want to just let the people know your experience, your background, everywhere you've been. You know, just hit them with that. Sure, sure. I'm very, very humbled that you, you would say that. But I've been a uh, coach now for 29 years. I've coached at the high school level. I've coached at the college level. I've coached semi-pro minor league. And I've coached in Europe in four different countries with five different organizations as either a head coach or offensive coordinator. In the last two years, I've coached in the fall experimental football league. In 2014, I was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for the Brooklyn Bulls for the 2014 champion. In 2015, Josh Freeman was with the Bulls, and I was the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach for the Hudson Valley Sport, which was which was the team that they moved from Omaha, the Mammoth. That they moved. They moved. That. Um, that's all right. That's all right. I'm trying to keep up with you, man. You've been all over the place, all over the world. Well, you know, God has blessed me and my wife with wonderful opportunities. I went to Norway in 2005. I went to Denmark in 2010. I went to Italy in 2008 and in 2012. In Rome in 2008 and that my wife and I, we, we look at it as, as a ministry opportunity. That what we, I'll, I'll be honest, when I was a young coach, it was all about me. Like, the next job, or getting upset, well, this guy got this job because his dad was a Hall of Fame high school coach, and X, Y, and Z. And it got to the point where I was in a situation where, where the Lord humbled me in, in a coaching situation, and my wife and I 
that down and says, you know, we've got to make this Christ-centered. And with that being the case, I got an opportunity to coach at River Ridge High School in Sarasota, Florida, for a, a Hall of Fame co high school coach named John Sprague, who was, I think, two years ago the NFL High School Coach of the Year and went to the Pro Bowl and all that stuff that they do with the NFL, and which was a great blessing. And so my wife and I will talk about when I went to Europe, that was basically five missionary trips. And I tell people all the time, I've been truly blessed. I've coached guys that have played in the NFL, two have played in the Super Bowl, one had a Super Bowl ring with the New York Giants. David Boss. David Boss was from Riverview High School in Sarasota. He was our starting right tackle back then. Great, great, again, great athlete. You can look, look at what he did as a pro in, at College of Michigan. Pretty outstanding. But he's, he's a better young man than what his stats showed in Michigan and uh, with the 49ers and the New York Giants. Great young man. That you know that it's about relationships. It's about for me being here. It's about being a positive influence for young people. That it's easy to coach those guys. Guys are great. It's easy to coach. Them. But if I truly do my job as a coach, then if that young man becomes a better husband, a better father, a better member of his community. Then that's the thing that I think. That so many lessons to be learned. Exactly. Football exactly. That's why I say that. I mean, I played football. I played basketball. I played baseball. Loved baseball. Wasn't a great hitter, but I loved playing it. Basketball. I played collegiately because our high school football team was terrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But football is a sport that teaches you more about life than any other sport. Because you've got to work with people you may not like them. You may have, I had teammates in high school and college, and we weren't on the best of speaking terms, but we had to work together for a common goal. No different in the business, no different in the business world. When you're out there, you may have fellow employees that you've got to make it work for the betterment of the, uh, of the organization. And I have a young, a young man who lives in Rome, Italy. His name is uh, Simone Mingali, and he was my U19 quarterback for the for the uh, Lazio Marines in Rome, Italy. And he does a lot of media and stuff now for uh, the Italian football league over there. And he was telling me the other day he got engaged to the young gal that he was dating eight years ago when I was when I was in Rome. He's a coach. You're a great influence in my life. I still have our playbook, and it's underneath my pillow when I sleep at night. That 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 playbook is there. And I'm, I told him, you know, you may have to make some concessions with your future bride, you know, to, to kind of get rid of that playbook at night. But that's the type of thing that that inspires me to be a better coach. Well, I was going to say not to because I feel like you. Just hearing you speak so passionately, I feel like that's a bigger payoff than any paycheck. Oh, absolutely. Because, and any coach will tell you. I mean, maybe Coach Saban might, might not say this, but usually in general rule in coaching, you don't coach for money. Because if you, if you were, you'd be making like 50 cents an hour. 
Like the coach, that's right. You know, Coach David may say something differently. He is, he is the highest paid employee in Alabama. But that's all right. You know, God bless him. God gave him the opportunity to be in that situation. But, you know, for me, now, for instance, in Europe, I have former players that are now coaching. And so for me, it's about when they call and they text me or, or message me, say, Coach, we're doing X, Y, and Z. Take a look at it. Give us your give us your feedback, or um, yeah, coach. For instance, I have a young man who's co- head coach in Norway that played for me in 2005. Yeah, coach, I still use X, Y, and Z out of our playbook from 2005 with the team. So to me, that's that's the legacy that I, that I am very blessed and very and very humble. I'm going to apologize to my co-host, Chris, because I'm so fascinated by the story you're telling, and I have to ask you another question. I know Chris wants to ask you another question. Absolutely. The Europe aspect fascinates me, because I'm very, very big in the international game. You even see the first number in the NFL. Just to put side on, did you know our guy, Ati Eurozone? Yes. You did. God bless you, Rest in peace, Akio Jones. Matter of fact, matter of fact, he played for the um, the Warcock crew. He played for the crew when I was the head coach of the Bialystok Lowlanders in 2011. So I, I actually, I actually, you know, coached against him. Great young man, great individual. One time we ran a trap play because he was just. He was just killing our guard. So I ran a trap, and he laughed at me. He said, yeah, you caught me on that one, Coach. But, but again, great athlete. You know, you know, being with the Washington Redskins and stuff, and the NFL experience. Yeah. Great young, great young man. Yeah. Yeah, great young man. That's all right. Great young uh so actually work with the Yankees. I guess how 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 did you come and uh you know how how did you get to the CGS? How how did you uh get a good job with the Cosby Iron Showcase being the offensive coordinator uh here at this event and uh you know where where do you see it taking you? Uh, well, it's a great question. Again, it's all about relationships and connections. That I was able to to meet Jose through um, Dean Peacock. Dean and I coached together with the, the Hudson Valley Board and slash Florida Black Kids. And Dean and I coached it against each other the first year of the FXFL when he was in Omaha and I was working with the Bulls. He said, you know, we got this event. And you know, Jose, Jose is looking, looking for people, and so between Dean Peacock and Marvin Jones, that you know, here's an opportunity. So I, I talked with Jose about it, and you know, the Lord blessed me with a wonderful opportunity to come. So this is my my second year, and each year we're we're getting better. So there's things that we did last year that Jose and I talked about during the off season. You know, the scouts had comments about X, Y, and Z. They said, well, that's great. Then we'll clean that up. And so, this event, yeah. And I think that myself, 
personally, unlike the Senior Bowl and different things, I think this is going to be the model eventually because because when you go to the Senior Bowl and things like that, it's very you know NFL controlled and they're running you know offenses in a week of practice and things like that. Exactly. And here they're Exactly. And this whole event, as you guys know, is designed for the scouts. So, like for yesterday with the free agency, they said, well, we want receiver number five against DB number 44. We want to see those guys compete. Boom, that's what we do. Now, if you're in the Senior Bowl or the Shrine Bowl or stuff like that, I don't have any experiences going out there, but I would imagine that, you know, scouts don't have that, that type of leeway to be able to see, you know, I want to see this kid, this, this kid competing. I want to see this offensive tackle against this defense that you'll see tomorrow. That's, that's the beauty of this event, and that's why I think that eventually you're going to see more and more events like this because, you know, this is going to be the, be the model, especially with the issues that NFL people talk about, say, with quarterbacks and offensive linemen, that you're going to be able, they're going to be able to get hands-on to be able to truly evaluate them in this type of format and compared to other types of formats, in my opinion. I agree. No, I think it's incredible what they're doing. And I think not only are we the most diverse all-star events, but just the level of play from all different conferences. Oh, absolutely. We have a couple international Absolutely. And you're seeing them getting futures contracts now in, in, in the NFL. Yep. And, and I tell people, college fair and showcase is a state We've seen a lot of all-star events coming going past the year. College fair and showcase is going to be great. Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, I can, again, I say I'm truly blessed that, that Jose and Craig do an outstanding job Incredible. in this event. And they put together a, a group of coaches that are outstanding, outstanding people. Not only are they great coaches, but they're better people. And the talent level each year has gotten better. I can tell you right now, like say with the free agent campaign, we had better guys coming this year than we did last year. Same thing I can guarantee you this year. We had great players. As a matter of fact, the You'll see him today, the kick returner for the Miami Dolphins to play the second He was here. He was here last year. He was here last year, and you know he played slot receiver and different things like that. So you can see that young men that are here, they're getting opportunities that they may not. Let's say like that young man right there. He may not have gotten the same opportunity playing in the East West Shrine game. That he would be in with us last year. Well, if the event wasn't here, he wouldn't have had any Exactly, exactly. And I, and I used him as an example. People don't realize that at least the third, sometimes canceling an NFL roster comes from undrafted guys or late real guys. And that's what this event is. Exactly, exactly. Now, um, I have so many different ways I want to show you. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I want to pick your brain about the uh, the, the, pl the play overseas. I mean, uh, how, how you know, just, just talk about the quality of play uh, in you know Italy and you know all the other shots that you made. Well, you know, the interesting thing is when I first went to Europe in '05, you know, I come back home and people say, well, they play American. Well, in Europe, they consider American football mm -hmm. instead of in soccer being football. Okay. 
or in Italy they call it calcio. <laughs> the, a lot of people say, well, they played football in Europe? I said, yeah, they've been playing football in Europe since the 1950s. So American soldiers basically playing, playing over in Germany, and it's, and it's grown. And in Europe, there's no high school or collegiate team. It's all based on clubs. So that's why you have like a U13 and under 13 and under team, or a U15 or a U19. And, and these and these gentle, you know, young men, they pay to be part of this club because they're all they're either students or like with the the senior teams. You know, these are adult, you know, adults. They're working at they have full time jobs, and you only get to practice with them maybe a couple times a week, and you have to be be really fluent with this. And they're like sponges. They want to learn everything. The, I can say that the again the natural progression. When I was in Norway in 2005, you see now European coaches, European team coaches are getting better as far as their knowledge of the sport. So, and then you got you know American coaches. Somewhere there's more clinics that you know the NFL coaches, college coaches go over there and, and, and speak. So it's, I think myself personally, that's where the NFL is missing the boat, is that they talk about moving a franchise over there to London, and that's how they're going to attract the fan base. My, my personal opinion is that if the NFL, now the, I'll say this, the Oakland Raiders are the only NFL team that sponsors the team in Europe. That is absolutely true. That the, and I never pronounce it right. It's the um, the Swarco Raiders, and they are based in, in Austria. They're the, they're the Austrian Raiders. And I and I know that. I I I don't know if I believe correctly. If you go to the Raiders website, they still may have them on there. You can click and it goes directly to them, and vice versa. That they're the only team that actually sponsors the European team. Yes. The, the, and a lot of times, you know, players will get stuff second hand, or it costs so much money for, for them to purchase equipment because of the difference between the euro and the American dollar. And then having to ship it over there, there's a, a company called um, Pharrell, which is basically the European arm of Rydell. So when I was when I was helping teams get equipment and stuff, depending on where I was at, you know, instead of dealing with the direct manufacturer, say Rydell, I talked to the guys who knows we can't do that. Well, you've got to work with Corel because that's how we do our businesses through them, and that's how they create their business. So, but you, you can, there's different online sites like uh, Football America UK. That, you know, with an arm of football America here in the States. Great great company. You can get, you know, reasonable prices. But, you know, it's not like here in the States where you say a football home. If I play here at University of Texas, yeah, that football home is serviced every year to make sure that it's safe. You know, some of these guys, you know, they may buy a helmet and they use it for 10 years. So it's not like... You know, the, the, they, 
so you have the same opportunity as your uh, high school or college or program or anything like that. But, um, if, if I tell coaches all the time that you're being if you want to really go back to basics and really work on basic fundamental football, have a European experience. Because some countries you may deal with, with a language issue. For instance, when I was in Italy and when I was in Poland, they don't teach primary they don't teach English in primary school like they do in the Scandinavian countries. Like, you know, Denmark, Sweden. Finland, Norway, they teach English in primary school. So I didn't have an issue with communication when I was in Norway or Denmark. When I was in Italy, you know, I'd have players that couldn't speak English. Or I'd have my um, Italian national left half Italian coach, I don't understand English. And I would tell him, yes, you do, because you said that perfectly. You don't tell me I don't understand English. But a lot of, you know, you have to work with an interpreter. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that's like dialect language Yeah. I think there's, like, the language, I think when it comes to, like, processing an NFL level of playbook when they get this big, and then the quarterback is almost going to have to run into it. It's not like you're not, okay, it's just automatic training. They take an extra second or two. Oh, yes. That, that makes all the difference. And, and, and you've got, you know, different different levels of clubs, too. They, a lot of it is based on financial. There's, there's some clubs that, because getting sponsorships, it's real difficult. So you really got to work real hard because basically in Europe, sponsorships for clubs is basically a tax write-off for people. That's basically what it, what it is. It's a tax write-off for them. And so, you know, you've got, you know, some some organization may give you 500 euros. You know, another organization may give you a thousand euros, and you gotta build that into a budget. There's some some top level teams in Austria and Germany. They have almost a million dollar budget. So there may be a, a, a third third division team in Germany that may have say a five thousand dollar budget. So it's all all based on sponsorship money. And you know, the American players that I would say that. Germany and Austria, the league, those two leagues are the two best leagues in Europe. The, the top, the top teams come from there. The, then I would say Italy. Again, that you know, it's too bad they couldn't get that that league going this this past year or something. That it's spreading. It's spreading in South America. You know, like in Poland. Poland is a it's a relatively new sport that it's been. Only played within like, uh, like a six to eight year time period compared to well, well, soccer, soccer is king in Europe. Is king in Europe. No, no matter what country you're in Europe. But there are other sports, but they don't buy the same uh, power that, that soccer does. But again, you know, a lot of you, 
it would be amazing to me that it's hard to find good field goal kickers in Europe. And you would think with them playing soccer as youth, they'd be able to kick the ball. But it's a totally different, totally different thing. I know uh, we've got to wrap it up soon here for the last one. I see a quick link on that. On that man. Well, actually, this is my high school ring. I'm a graduate of I'm a graduate of Cander High School in Cander, New York. I'm, that, that I'm a 1985 graduate. I'm a Cander Indian. I bleed blue and white. But I mean, those, those are neat things. I've had the, the blessing to be able to. When I was at Waynesburg College in Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, 2003, we won the first President's Athletics Conference Championship outright in school history. We made the NCAA Division III playoffs for the first time in school history. And, you know, we beat Washington and Jefferson, which is a Division III power, for the first time since 1955 that year. And usually with Washington and Jefferson, they're the, the president. So they basically consider the president athletic conference. That's their conference. And, and they're very successful. They win, they win it almost every year. So we were able to, to do that. We had the most successful team since the NAI 1966 National Championships. So, you know, they, they, those are great. I mean, two conference championships at Edward Waters College, Jacksonville, Florida, which is historic black college, Jacksonville, Florida. Those are nice. Those are nice. Things. It's more better for the kids. You know, I, things like that, it's nice to have a piece of jewelry like that. But a lot of times, they would collect dust. Which is all right with me, but it's more about the it's about the kids having. For coach, it's kind of like an extra mess. Uh, I gotta say, coach, this has been incredible. by far my favorite of the week. Just learning so much from you. I had the honor to Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Coach Wayne Anderson, not only is he a person, empowering these young players, bigger and better things for To me, uh, the best yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot to digest, and uh, absolutely, I mean, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of experience, uh, whether it is overseas, playing at, uh, playing in Italy, playing uh, in uh, all over, uh, coaching all over, uh, and he's done it, and uh, that's just one of many uh, great coaches here coaching at the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase, um, and of course, earlier, we had Tristan, and uh, here we go, we got another coach. I've been involved for this is my third year. Well, 
to be honest with you, I was down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, and uh, I got a phone call from Marcus Dupree. I've known Marcus and I played in the USFL back in '83. I've known him for a long time, and um, he says I need a tight end fullback coach. I can do it. So uh, that was my first uh, introduction and meeting Jose and all the great people here. And How's Marcus? Marcus is doing great. I think he's going to stop by here on Monday. He said he called me and said he might be in the neighborhood. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got. Well, actually, I thought it was very good. Uh, there was a few returning uh, College Gridiron Showcase players from the last uh, two years uh, that showed up and a lot of new faces. And uh, actually, I thought it went very well. Uh, you're always going to get a surprise. You know, some guy that just shows up and balls out, as you say. And uh, so that's... Well, you know, when they went to the uh, Blitz pickup and, you know, that kind of thing, uh, yeah, there, was some, there was some hitting going on. Yeah. Uh, Coach, I guess uh, just talk about the coaching staff that you're also surrounded around, uh, surrounded with. I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of very impressive uh, resumes floating around there. I mean, what's it like picking the brains of uh, these other coaches as well? Well, I kind of, my wife gave me the hall pass this week, so uh, it's like going on a boy's fishing trip. Uh, I'm getting around all my colleagues and friends, and we, we share football stories, and uh, some of us have uh, walked a similar path, maybe in the CFL or uh, NFL, and um, so just sharing experiences and knowledge, we pick each other's brain, and how would you handle this coverage or this, uh, you know, defensive front or whatever. So that exchange, it's, it's uh, coaches are, are a little bit of, uh, uh, I won't call them thieves, but they like to take information from each other. See what works. That's right. And they, they make a gumbo, as they say, down south, right? That's right. I like that analogy. So, I mean, what, what do you anticipate here now? We can create that, 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 that